Welcome back to a new episode of Gareth Talks. Thank you for your growing support and engagement. I'm really enjoying this journey and it's making me think more on a global scale as well as impacting my everyday thinking. I sincerely hope that this value is being passed on to you as well. I'm not one to jump onto the bandwagon of doom and gloom. This podcast also has not been created to preach political agendas or divide people through controversial thought and debate. I am however going to change it up a little bit this week because of the instability in South Africa currently. My topic running for the podcast is networking and you can join that conversation on Instagram or Facebook. However, for this week I'm going to talk about South Africa. The first step in solving a problem is to identify that there is one. I'm tired and I'm sure that you are too. I've been listening to and reading the terrible things that are going on daily. On Monday night I took a screen grab of the first 10 stories on News24. Kidnapping, murder, corruption, state capture and looting. That is our reality currently. I watched Carp Blanche on Sunday and they were discussing the cause of the economic crisis facing South Africa. Zero growth, unemployment increasing, cost of goods increasing, household debt increasing, South Africa's balance of payment debt increasing and the rating agencies downgrading South Africa to junk status. The response from a number of people is that South Africa hasn't recovered from the global economic crisis in 2008. Seriously, what rock are you living under if you are blaming the global recession for the demise in the South African economy? If anything, South Africa was better off during the global recession because we were still building towards the 2010 World Cup and Trevor Emmanuel had implemented the National Credit Act. The predicament that we are facing as a country now is because of lawless behavior from the powers that be. The ANC has used the state funds for self-aggrandizement and enrichment. The money that has been stolen, mismanaged and siphoned out of the system is beyond scary. Some say that it is crippling, and it is exactly that. South Africa has been crippled by its government. This is where it has all started. I was fortunate enough to be lectured by Professor Adam Habib, a wonderful man and such an incredible outlook for human behavior. He said that in South Africa, we suffer from a mindset of relative deprivation. The example that he used was this. People in Alexandria are looking at the Santon skyline, and they say that those people's wealth is a product of my poverty. Because of this, they feel entitled to what the wealthy have. And so the phenomenon of theft, hijacking, violence, rape, marches, destruction, etc. occurs. Include xenophobia into this as well, because a foreigner will come to South Africa for one reason, to find economic upliftment, with South Africa being the beacon of light for Africa. This said person holds down three jobs, earns enough money to send home, wherever that may be, and also develops his or her standard of living in South Africa. South Africans that are too lazy to hold on one job now see the progression in the foreigner's life and the sense of entitlement sets in again. The result? Xenophobic atrocities. And so we have this vicious cycle on our hands. This leads me to the mindset that we have established in South Africa post-apartheid. I by no means condone what happened in apartheid and I acknowledge that white people had the opportunities of which people of color did not. However, the point that I am going to make, and I think that this is a salient issue, is that white people still had to work hard to obtain success. Money didn't just fall off a tree and like that white people had money. No, they had to work to obtain wealth. There were and still are many poor South Africans. During apartheid there were white South Africans who worked in the railways and in the mines, who were policemen, etc. Yes, they had employment, but the point that I'm trying to make is that there was still difference in class. Post-apartheid South Africans have been told that they can have whatever they want because they want it and that they don't have to work for it. The mindset has failed South Africa. 
It's the easy come easy go mentality of which we generally find in children of wealthy parents. The kids don't care because daddy will buy me another one. So government has said if you are black we will give you a job or you will own 50% of a company through BEE. You will get given free education, there will be a minimum wage or we will give you land. The problem here is we are now in a cycle of just giving away everything and there's therefore no value placed on this because it is free. Once the people have realized that this free item has not given them riches, so they will try for the next free thing and again the cycle continues. The pit of resources in South Africa is fast running out. I hate the way that our political parties throw around the term job creation like it's a bag of sweets. We will create jobs. We will invest in developing the job market. How are you going to do that? Our state-owned enterprises are already hugely oversubscribed. The economy is shrinking, therefore there are more retrenchments and employments currently. So how are you going to create these jobs? Again, this comes down to poor management and leadership. The state has known for 15 years that we need to invest in job creation. Why have they not opened up more police academies? In the last 15 years, we could have maybe had another 20,000 police on the ground in different areas of policing. We could have had 10,000, 20,000 more nurses, therefore avoiding some of the crisis that we have in the hospitals like when the woman gave birth standing up in Polokwane last week and her child died because it landed on its head. There were two nurses on duty that day in the paediatrician's ward. Two nurses at the main hospital in Polokwane. Riots, healthcare issues, border control and many other things could have easy, easily been mitigated through understanding where we need to invest into job creation. But this mindset of we will give you wealth immediately instead of you'll have to earn it has resulted in oversubscription of our SEOs and in turn crippling them. And some genius along this journey decided to close the teaching colleges. One wonders why that would happen. Let's talk about the free education for a moment here. There were riots about what, two years ago, three years ago, where people went around and burnt colleges, burnt down schools, burnt libraries, burnt books of you know the oldest law libraries in, in South African universities and then complain when there aren't any of that, that academia left to study because they burnt it all. So when we look at this scenario, you know, free education has to be funded from somewhere. Bladen Zamandi, who was the educational minister at the time, had created a fund to help prospective lecturers go to England and to America to study under top professors in those given subjects because he said that we were lacking resources in South Africa and our lecturers were aging and we didn't have an influx of youthful lecturers coming through the system. So he had saved this fund to help develop lecturers, which would in turn help develop our institutions. That fund was diminished through free education. So what was the opportunity cost of giving free education? Was that our education system in the long run is going to be prejudiced, which results in our people being prejudiced, which results in, and it goes, and it goes, and it goes we end up in this vicious cycle yet again through instant gratification rather than investment. I was listening this morning to the East Coast Radio breakfast show about abuse of women and the discussion was about how men can do this. We as society need to fix it. There's been a mass hysteria this week about abuse against women and rightfully so. It is a terrible, terrible thing that is happening in society. I do, however, feel that it's a part of a much bigger picture because there's men that are being attacked as well. Men are driving trucks that get burnt and attacked on highways. Men are driving cash and transit vans that are getting attacked and blown up. 
Men are getting kidnapped and organs are sold on the black market. I agree that the abuse against women is unforgivable, but there's more and it's not just women in this fight. One of the presenters said, what can you do to help? This for me is the most pointless comment because we are at least in the most part trying our level best to be good citizens. We don't break the law, we are kind, we give as much as we can and we are always expected to give more. Well guess what, there's not much more that we can give. We have been bled dry as a people and that is why the bank is breaking. It has been civil society that has been holding this country together, not government. Society has nothing more it can do. We are running out of resources, desire and numbers to make a difference. The thing that irritates me the most is that it is us that lose. We lose our human rights and freedoms. We lose financially and stability and structure is robbed from us and we are expected to do more. South Africa has become a mess, a country driven by lawlessness and insufficient resources. This has all been manifested by the ANC. A fish rots from the top. So please, don't listen to that rubbish about South Africa not recovering from the global economic crisis. So where to from here? We need to get people hungry to work. How do we do this? Get rid of the minimum wage. Amend the Labour Relations Act, making it at-will employment. If you don't want the job, then there's somebody else begging for it. This will also reduce the cost of production, which will make our goods more affordable. We need to hold our politicians accountable by whatever means necessary. The country voted for them. They must ensure sound governance. Being elected into parliament does not mean, okay, now you get a fancy car and a house. They must work to better society. We need to, with a matter of urgency, root out lawlessness. If you want to see change in South Africa, people must feel free to live here and utilize the services of the country, including the roads of which there should be greater sanctions on to ensure safe movement of people. Creating jobs in policing, nursing, the army, etc. From even before the medieval days, people understood that to avoid anarchy, there needs to be a set of rules put in place and managed to ensure a safe and enjoyable life for all. So create jobs and sectors that is going to be controlling the public space. And most importantly, we need to move away from the cultural mindset of just getting things. You have to work to obtain wealth. It will not just arrive. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Gareth Talks. I apologize about the topic, but I needed to get that off my chest. I'm sure that there are many things that I have not highlighted and please join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. Gareth Talks is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify and GarethTalks.com.